Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Hope you're having a great day as we come to you from the Citizens Bank Studio. The Ricky Matthews Show is, man, we're here to celebrate uh, all of Mississippi for that matter and the people who are working so hard in the trenches to make this such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I want to tell you that, that I really appreciate the feedback that we continue to get, and today's show is going to be about that. I want to share, it's actually timely, very, very timely um, quote that came out of my digital history book this morning. And what it was is um, Harper Lee, Harper Lee, who who, who uh, wrote the book To Kill a Mockingbird. She died back in 2016, back in February 2016. Actually, the irony of, uh, of Harper Lee is when I was publisher of the Press Register and involved in a media company with responsibilities for newspapers across uh, Alabama, um, I, through an intermediary, Harper Lee sent me a signed copy of To Kill a Mockingbird. She's actually from Alabama. And it was about, it was just a few, you know, at some point, I can't remember exactly how long before she died, but, um, you know, very, very, uh, very gifted writer she was. But in the book, um, Scott Finch, who's, who's a protagonist in the book, he said this, until I feared I would lose it. I never loved to read. One does not love breathing. But let me explain it in case you didn't capture it. Let me say it again first. Until I feared I would lose it, I never loved to read. One does not love breathing. Which is the same thing as saying, you know, we, we take breathing for granted. You know, we don't love breathing until we can't breathe anymore. Obviously, then we, we love breathing. Uh, same thing goes for reading. You know, we don't love reading until we can't read anymore. And what's one of the most critical parts of re- reading is the ability to see. You know, we take our eyesight extraordinarily for granted. If you look across the state of Mississippi, did a little research this morning, somewhere in the upper 90s, nearly 100,000 people in Mississippi are legally blind. Um, but I say legally blind because, you know, many of them, if they go through the, the the right kind of vocational rehabilitation services, they can actually find a way through workforce training to contribute back to society and have good jobs themselves. And when I have conversation with with Chris Howard, who's the executive director for the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, we always talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, all the work they're doing across a number of dimensions to help Mississippians with disabilities. Uh, find a way to contribute back to society in some positive way. I mean, it's it's such a great organization. And frankly, I really enjoy my conversations with Chris. Today, I have a a new guest, and she's actually the director of Office of uh, of Vocational Rehabilitation for the Blind. And she's going to spend the whole show with me. We're going to talk about actually a really important event coming up, a a grand opening of a really important center that they're opening. But before we go any further, let me welcome uh, my new friend, Dorothy Young, uh, to the Ricky Matthews Show. How are you doing, Dorothy? Good morning. 
I'm doing wonderful. How are you? It's good to see you. And for people on the radio, you you should see her. She has a beautiful smile. And she's in a nice, neat office. And I don't know what that, I don't know if she cleaned it up for this show or what, but but she seems to be a well-organized person. Where are you sitting right now? I'm sitting in Madison, Mississippi. Well, good, good. That 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 is awesome. Uh, why don't you, you know, before we go too far, we're going to talk about how you got into this business. And we'll talk about what's going to be happening at the Mississippi Emerge Center and all that here shortly. But um, what do you do exactly? Um, I work for the citizens of the great state of Mississippi, the ones that are living with blindness and low vision. That's my job every day is to help our fellow Mississippians who are blind and low vision um, with independence and employment in communities of their choice. How many how many people do you guys work with on a daily basis? On a daily basis, um, we work with um, anywhere from two to three thousand um, Mississippians a day. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yes, you know, sir. what's interesting, I think we're all aware that blindness is sort of a part of humanity, is a part of what we have to deal with in Mississippi. I don't think people reflect enough to know that they're, they're, you're working with two to 3,000, and you know, nearly 100,000 Mississippians are dealing with some form of legal blindness, but you know the the kind of blindness that you deal with is is it kind of runs the spectrum from complete blindness to other forms of blindness. Why don't you give us some sense of that? Well, to really put it in perspective, uh, Mr. Matthews is um, we work with, and not only we, every state has a vocational rehabilitation agency for the blind. Right. And so what you do, what you work with is you work with individuals who have different impairments, uh, such as they're dealing with diabetic retinopathy. Um, they're dealing with macular degeneration. They're dealing with cataracts. They're, de- they're dealing with glaucoma. And those are your leading causes of blindness. So on our caseloads for the individuals that I just told you that we work with about two to three thousand, those are folks that are living with macular degeneration, glaucoma diabetic retinopathy, cataracts, um, retinitis pigmentosa, keratoconus. So you're working with folks that have impairments that lead to blindness. So, um, and and it ranges, you mentioned uh, over 90,000. It ranges because um, we work with, in this particular program, individuals who are um, trying to go to work or keep their job. We have another program that we will talk about later on, um, and I'm glad to, that you brought up the over 90,000. That's your older blind population, right? And that, and that age ranges from 55 years and older. Those are individuals that are not trying to go to work. They're just trying to stay independent in their homes, and we provide services for those individuals also. So we work with them at 14 years old. All the way to um, eighty-five to ninety-year-olds. Yeah, that's 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 outstanding, Dorothy, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's important for us to focus on the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services because the work that you guys are doing on so many different dimensions are trying to give Mississippians as good a quality of life as they possibly can have, whether they don't work and or can't work and they're in their homes, as you pointed out, or whether they want to, they want to, you know, find a job that they can train for and that fits their disability and, and whatever you guys are focused on that. And that's, 
you know, that's the kind of work that has to be done in the trenches in a, in a state, any state for that matter, that uh, that focuses on the citizens and who care about its citizens. Hey, listen, this is this con- this conversation is not about this, and so I'm I'm not trying to dr- uh, draw you in, but just a quick side comment. You can you can you can certainly. Um, attest to some of what I'm going to say, but mm-hmm. you know, as we wrestle with healthcare in our state, which is uh, something I think the legislature is really focused on as it relates to whether we can provide more uh, insurance to to more people, whether it could be through Medicaid expansion, or whether it could be um, the issues of the the dwindling healthcare services that are that are happening in m- largely rural areas today. Fifty more percent of Mississippians live in rural areas. So, what we've seen is a a degradation of of healthcare providers in especially rural areas. I spent a lot of time in the Mississippi Delta myself. Mm-hmm. What you know, even if we didn't see those things, there's a lot of uninsured people in this state, and a lot of people who don't go get regular medical exams, and by the time something has begun to become a problem for them, like, for example, eyesight, in some cases, it's too late. That's And it, I bet you face people that you think, gosh, if only they would have been diagnosed whenever, they wouldn't be facing these issues today. I hope we can do better proactively in this state to help people who have treatable diseases early, early in, in their disease but when they get to a certain level, it's no longer treatable. You face people like that in your job, don't you? We do. And I will tell you that um, with our agency, um, one of the um, highest number of individuals that we serve are individuals that come to us and they do not have insurance. Yeah. The doctor, the ophthalmologist, optometrist, they refer them to us because we can help pay for surgeries. So we can pay for what we call physical restoration. We are restoring the vision. So uh, I get referrals from doctor's offices all over the state, and they refer individuals to us that come to them, and they can't pay for that particular service that they need, and they're trying to go to work. Are they trying to keep their job? And we provide those services for that individual. A lot of times... Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad we tripped over that. That's, that's yeah. actually a really important point. Um, how often does that happen? Uh, how how does what happen? How often does it happen that you're you're in a position? I tell you what, we're gonna. That's actually for people who may be listening who know someone in a situation where they need help. You know, let, let's uh, let's let's go back to that when we get back on the other side and and okay. chat a little bit about that. But then I want to take a step back. I want to get to know you a little bit better, Dorothy. You know, how did you come into this job? Where are you from? I'd like to know a little bit about your history so we can get to know you better as a leader. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Dorothy Young. She's the director of the Office for Vocational Rehabilitation of the Blind. We'll see you after this break.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. And I have my new friend, Dorothy Young, who is the director of the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation for the Blind. And we're going to continue the conversation that we uh, that we ended the first segment with. But before we do that, let me let me bring your attention to something that's going to be happening. It's actually a grand opening ceremony. It's going to be happening on March the first, and it is a real opportunity for the uh, Vocational Rehabilitation for the Blind Training Center uh, for the state to really uh, to make a statement actually about how dedicated they are to developing a quality workforce, even if someone has an impairment. So why don't we talk a little bit about the grand opening and that center, and then we'll come back and pick it up where we left off a few minutes ago. Okay. So first and foremost, Ricky, I would like to um, thank um, Chris Howard, uh, my executive director, who you mentioned in the beginning of the segment. Um, Chris Howard had the vision that if a citizen that needed training, this uh, what we call structured discovery training, that they should not have to leave our state to receive this training. So the grand opening is our agency establishing this structured discovery training center so that our citizens no longer have to leave the state. And this is a type of vocational workforce training that our um, citizens will be involved in. And so I just want to congratulate him and thank him and the agency for all their work in making sure that our citizens no longer have to leave this state because we have established this training center that will be located in Long Beach, Mississippi. Um, the name of the training center is Mississippi Merge. The grand opening is March the 1st at 2 o'clock. Um, and this training center um, will house up to 10 individuals. They will live in their own apartments. Um, fully independent training for six to nine months. Folks will learn how to live blind and problem solve, um, as you stated earlier, um, without vision. Wow, that is incredible. That is a, you know, this uh, I, structured discovery. I've never heard that term or that type of training before, but mm -hmm. based on your description of it, it, it sounds quite intense and very immersive. It is. Um, structured discovery really is a philosophy, right? And it is an intense training that every student that comes to this training center, uh, what we put them under is what we call learning shades, but they're sleep shades and they're giving a white long cane. And then they are taught how to navigate life, uh, whether that's in uh, going out to movies, restaurants, uh, college campuses, learning Braille, learning technology. But you learn it being blind. Wow, that is that's really incredible. Look, I'm uh... I'm pleased to see that Senator Bryce Williams is going to be a guest speaker there. Of course, we, you know, as a as we typically do well, the coast chambers will be involved. Um, really important ribbon cutting. You have representatives from the mayor of Long Beach going to be there, and several of the members of the of the staff for the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. But the Mississippi Emerge Center at 310 North Cleveland Avenue in Long Beach, uh, grand opening on March the first. Excuse yes. me. 
and it's going to be centered to Bryce Wiggins. He's going to be our guest speaker. I want to let the folks know that Long Beach is um, a city is known for a friendly city. Right. And so I will tell you, the mayor, uh, Mayor Charlie, he has been very instrumental in making sure that this center is, is established there. They're getting ready to put us sidewalks in. They're getting ready to put us a crosswalk in um, because part of this training is individuals are going to be out teaching um, under sleep shades. So I will tell you, Ricky, for the last past couple of weeks, uh, the staff, because our staff is located there, um, they have been walking back and forth to work. We've had a police escort because they're blind and they're out with their canes walking. And so, you know, the community is like, they need help. And, and they say, we don't need any help. We, we, we're walking to our jobs. We're walking to work. So I met with the mayor on Friday and uh, we had a very good conversation. This is my second meeting with him and his staff. And he's fully on board. The city of Long Beach is fully on board with this. Uh, the church is located right next door to us. The, the elementary school, they have all just embraced us. And it's going to be a great day for the state of Mississippi. Wow, that's so, that's really that's yeah. really awesome. That's yeah, really yeah. awesome. So, it's a it's a level of innovation that before Mississippi wasn't involved with a level of immersive training about how to live blind, and uh, it's called structured discovery. That's that's really cool. Hey, listen. So let's shift gears a bit. So let's come back to where we were at the end of the, end of the discussion. If somebody knows someone who has uh, a, a, an eye situation that could lead to blindness and is not in a position to to pay for whatever that treatment or surgery might be, you're saying that there there's actually a pool of money available within your organization to help them? Yes, as long as that individual is um, trying to go to work or they have a job and, and they can't afford to pay for the services that's needed for their eye surgery for them to keep that job. Um, the only thing, and we try to make this process very easy, um, because when you get the word, uh, you hear the words, you're losing your sight, you know, that's fearful, right? So what happens is the doctor's office refers you, or you can hear this, uh, uh, segment here and say, what do I need to do? The only thing that you need to do is call our office, 1-800-443-1000. You tell them that you're needing services from the Office of Vocational Rehab for the Blind. And they're going to refer you to one of my staff members here at the state office. We're going to find out where you live, what county you live in. We have 18 counselors that work all over the state. And we're going to connect you to the nearest counselor that lives closest to you in your county area. That counselor is going to call you. And we have a time frame, seven to 14 days. You should make contact with that referral. Because if you heard the words, you're losing your vision, you need services pretty quick, right? So seven to 14 days, my counselor will contact you and set up an appointment for you to meet with them in, in a place that's convenient for you. Uh, we try to tell folks um, we can meet you at the Wynn Job Center. We can meet you at your local library. Any place that's close to you, my counselors can travel to meet you. They will take your application and we're going to need your eye report from that eye doctor that has told you that you're losing your vision. And then we're going to read that eye report and see what recommendations that doctor has made for you. A lot of times the doctors may say the person needs cataract surgery. We call the doctor office and if as long as they accept vocational rehab fees and majority of the doctor's offices in the state does, I work with them all over the state, then we will make you eligible. 
for services. You have to tell the counselor where you're going to be working at, what type of job, because every dime that we spend on a client has to be for that client to go to work. So as long as that individual is trying to go to work, we can help them and we can pay for those services. Now, if the person just states they're not going to work and they're needing these services, we have a program that's that older blind program, but you got to be 55 years old to meet that federal guideline for us to help you, right? And so we can help you in that program. We don't pay for a lot of surgeries in that older blind program, but what we do pay for is we pay for low vision aids for a CCTV. That's a handheld magnifier that that older person, we teach you how to put that on that uh Whatever you're trying to read, we come out, we high mark your ovens, your microwaves. We teach you how to read your mail. So there are all types of services that that person can receive from our agency. Wow, that's incredible. That's so mm-hmm. so good to hear all that. And clearly, if you're serving two to 3,000 people a day, mm-hmm. yes. there's a lot of people who are, who are coming to you for help in so many different kinds of ways. And I, I think that's terrific, whether it's to, to get workforce training, to learn how to live with their disability, or whether it's they're older and they just need to learn to live and have some quality of life. You guys are really focused on on doing that. And it's not just the blind. It's, it's a wide range of disabilities that these services are available. And, uh, you know, Chris does a great job of communicating that. But but then again, when I talk to people like you, Dorothy, you're an extension of, of, the, of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's always a passion for helping people with disabilities be able to find happiness in whatever their situation might be. And that's really important to you guys, isn't it? It, it is. And right now, um, we're serving 1,219 um, just with the vocational rehab a portion of it. Out of that 1,219 that we're serving, 102 have already gone back to work. Wow. Good. So that's 102 Mississippians that are now taxpayers. And the average hourly wage of that 102 is $19.65. Wow, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And we have over 60 that's in college, college yeah. training. Mm-hmm. Hey, so uh, you heard the quote that I read from To Kill a Mockingbird, until mm-hmm. I feared I would lose it, I never loved to read. One doesn't does not love breathing. <laughs> but until I would lose it, I did not, I, I never loved to read. It, it, when, when you talk to, in fact, I tell you what, we'll do this on the other side, but I'd like to get your reaction to that. People you come in contact with, they have a newfound appreciation for just living life and trying to figure out how to do it. It's something they might have taken for granted before. Um, we'll continue our conversation when we come back on the other side with Dorothy Young from the Office of Vocation, Vocation, Vocational Rehabilitation for the Blind. We'll see you after this. of Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. And again, you know, I'm reminded when I'm having this this conversation with Dorothy Young, who's the director of the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation for the Blind. I'm reminded of what it takes. When I do this show, what it takes to build a great community. And it means service in so many different ways. I mean, United Way has their role, and the Chambers have their role, and and Red Cross has its role, and I could go on and on. There's so many. You know, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College has the role that it plays, and you know, there's so much adaptation that's going on to help people with workforce training. The department of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services has its role, and has so many people working in the trenches. I, I heard you mention about the the counselors that are strategically located all across the state that can work with people, but. You know, when you start to sort of break it all down, um, you know, there there's so many different ways to help someone find quality of life. And that, that quote that I shared, you know, at the beginning of the show before we ended the last segment, until I feared I would lose it, I never loved reading. But you face people every day who might have lost it. And it's something we take for granted, isn't it, uh, Dorothy? It is. It is. And... You know, the whole and and I don't know what made you this morning uh, use that quote. Right. Uh, I know because you were dealing with vision and training of individuals. But this whole training, Ricky, is just about that quote. We want folks to understand just because you're losing your vision does not stop you from living the life that you choose to live. And we do that by providing structured discovery training that, you know, we're getting ready to have this grand opening for. Um, You know, a lot of folks think, oh, I can't uh, do this anymore because I'm losing my vision. I can't go to the grocery store on my own. I can't live on my own. I can't go back to work. This training teaches them how to live blind each and every day from six to nine months. And it's all about your confidence, right? Your self-confidence and the belief in yourself that, yes, I'm going to be okay when I lose my vision or if I lose my vision because I can do this on my own because I've received what we call structured and proper training. Yeah, I can tell, Dorothy, I can tell that you have passion about what you're doing. So, and I can tell you care. Where did that come from? You know, that's always been there. Um, You know, where did you decide you're going to have a career that's about serving others? Well, it comes from um, how I was raised. Um, um, you asked earlier about where I was from, and, and I try to keep this off of, about me. And I tell my, I just told my staff this at 930. This training, we establish, establishing this center is not about us, you all. This is about our clients here in Mississippi, helping them emerge every day. Right. So I come from a small town, West Mississippi. Some folks probably have never heard of West Holmes yeah. County. Um, and, and so both of my parents have uh, been married over 50 years. My daddy is a county supervisor there. But every morning before we would leave to go to school, my mother would pray for us. And she would always tell us, she said, no matter how people treat you, you're only responsible for what you do for others and how you treat others. And so that was, in, in, you know, embarked on us every morning when we got up to go to school. And both of my parents worked and they always instill in us anything. No one owes you anything in life. 
Anything that you get out of life, you got to work for it. If you put God first, anything is possible. Without God, nothing is possible. And this training center is a testament of working together with good people in Mississippi. And, and, and when I introduced myself, Ricky, all over this, all over this country at different uh, venues that we had, I said, I'm from the great state of Mississippi. <laughs> I said, because we work together in Mississippi from Senator Bryce Wiggins to our governor, first lady who backed this center, helping me get it established um, through the speaker of the house, Jason White, who wants to make sure that every person who wants to stay in our state have a good living wage. This is what this training center does, working with all of those folks and my executive director, the counselors, um, so many other people. It, it, it just shows us that together, we can be the best that we can be and give others the best when we're working together. So what I love about your story is, is um, you know, I say this, I say this a lot on the show, and that is that when those of us who have leadership roles in the state, mm -hmm. who are trying to live by example, when we leave the state, mm -hmm. we have uh, a responsibility to mm -hmm. share, share with people who have an image of Mississippi. Look, some of that is well-deserved. Don't get me wrong about this. Right. But, but the fact is we've made tremendous progress, and there's a lot of working together around issues that we have where we can find common ground. And so the opportunity when we leave to talk about that and help people see, you know, take all the division and all that other polarization aside for a second, and let's look at what's in the heart and minds of Mississippians. And let me demonstrate to you through what I'm experiencing and what, what I'm involved in, that and and what we do when we do that, Dorothy, is we dispel myths about Mississippi. That's and right. It's, and it's I, 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 I have in the past referred to that as a burden we care because mm -hmm. the the reputation is in some cases was well earned, but mm -hmm. as it stands today, there's so much progress being made, and it's a burden for us to present the actual Mississippi so we can dispel those myths. That's and right. the way you talked about it is beautiful. Incidentally, I know West Mississippi. Um, <laughs> I lease uh, a farm in Chula, Mississippi, okay. and sp spent a lot of time in that part of the country. And, um, you know, I love it there. I've driven through West many times, kind of hills, part of oh, Mississippi. Yeah. It's kind of mm -hmm. pretty when the, in October when the leaves are turning and into November, it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, and my daddy says it's the best place to live. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't blame him. I, I, uh, I can see that clearly. We love it up there. We, we spend as much time, at least three different farms in, in Mississippi, and uh, one is in Holmes County, and then one's up in uh, up in Mentor City, and then the other's uh, down at, right outside Greenwood. But okay. I spent a lot of time in that part of the country, and and I, I love the people there, and and uh, go to Big Daddy's and at, uh, in Shula all the time to have some soul food. I don't know if you're familiar with Big Daddy, but oh yeah, <laughs> spe special place to to eat. Um, but you know, people people embrace you, and and it's just a, it's a lovely place to be. But Great place to go and and learn about what's in the heart and soul of Mississippi, and that's for sure. We you know we see that after a disaster like Hurricane Katrina, or after the the tornado goes to the lower delta, all political definitions and all that stuff sort of fall to the wayside. You know it doesn't matter where you came from or who you love or what the situation is. The reality is you need help. And people tend to come together in these situations. And that's essentially what you're doing. That's what you're doing with the, with your rehabilitation efforts around the blind is coming together to help people find quality of life. And I, th I think that's beautiful. And I can see it. I can see it in what you're doing. 
Yeah. And, and and as I said um, earlier, you know, we're representing the great state of Mississippi. I've had uh, other colleagues across the country to say, Dorothy, once the center is open, we would like to send clients there um, because it's only like three or four structured discovery centers in the country. Wow. So we are, Mississippi is leading the pack. Once again, you know, dispelling any um, uh, uh, thoughts or conceptions that folks have about our great state. We're leading the pack again where we have come together and established this structure discovery training center that will not only benefit Mississippians, it's going to benefit other Americans across the country also. Wow, that's cool. So this is this this is the first. Do you guys plan more? Uh, no, we're not planning anymore. We have actually we have two training centers in the state for individuals who are blind and low vision. One is on located. Our first center is located on the Eddie McBride Center. That's located on the campus of the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And that center is was established after a, a, a very relentless lady. Her name was Adeline Wiseman. And get this, Ricky, because I know you do a lot of research. Look her up. Okay. Adeline Wiseman took a pay cut to help other folks in Mississippi who was living with blindness and low vision. She took a pay cut. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you how people in Mississippi, as you say, help one another when we come together. And this center was established on her work. Yeah. And that's the first training center. And that training center um, has it, it can it has a residential. I mean, we have dorms that's built in at that center that individuals come from all over the state to get that type of training. And they live in the dorms for three, six, nine months. We meet the person right where they are. And you mentioned earlier blindness, legal blind, low vision. Well, what happens is if someone is born blind, that's all they know, Ricky. Right. Yes. Um, yes. And, and so and so you meet them right where they are when they come to you for vocational rehab help. So they may not need to know how to make a bed or how to um, um, go to school or college on their own because that's all that's how they've been living their life is blind. But when you are losing your vision or you have just lost your vision, that's a different type of training that you would need, right? So yeah. you will need to learn how to make a bed on your own. You need to. You will need to learn how to dress yourself, how to match your clothes blind while when you're losing your sight. So I tell people the, the training varies, but that's the first training center, the Eddie McBride Center. It's been here over 50 years, and it serves about 152 clients a year. Mm-hmm. 152. I was on the board of directory for Goodwill Industries of South Mississippi for like 10 years, and I was the chairman for two or three years, many years ago. But um, but some some of the people that I would come in contact with were blind. They were some of the kindest people I know. Listen, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, Dorothy Young. Have a great day. Thank you. You bet. We'll see you after this break. All right. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.